This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. This podcast is part of the Robots Radio Rocket Club, a program designed to help all podcasts reach their full potential. For information about joining the Robots Radio Rocket Club, check out robotsradio.net. Welcome to Holocron Histories, Star Wars canon versus legends. We're going to take a deep dive into the lore of the Star Wars universe. Welcome to the Holocron Histories podcast for all of you here. Uh, we are here to talk about Star Wars. Uh, I'm Austin, also known as Teacup. I'm one of your hosts. And I'm your other host, Ben of Tamaria. And so we're here to talk about various starships in Star Wars. For those of you who might be new, we talk about the canon versus legend material in regards to Star Wars lore. So what existed before the Disney buyout and what now exists under the Disney canon. And so today we're continuing our Starship series and then it says our last ship for a little bit in the Star Wars series. But we will come back to more Starships, but we are ending with one of my favorites. So why don't you tell us what it is, Ben? We are going over the Y-Wing or what you would normally use in any starship fight as a bomber <laughs> and my and it it and it's a bomber that's what it is yes it is a bomber <laughs> oh puns but uh yeah we're going to go over the y wing and as normal we start with the legends history first so the y wing was made by Conocer Manufacturing designed the Y-Wing for use in the Galactic Republic in the Clone Wars, and although the BTLB model saw combat as flown by Anakin Skywalker and the group of clone troopers to disable the malevolence, the more commonly known BTL-S3 came later. So, obviously, that very first thing that we see with Anakin flying the Y-Wing was literally in Clone Wars. And that's where they go through. Um, I can't remember the smuggler route they went through. Oh, it's like that nebula thing with the big like mantis looking things or whatever. Yeah, and all the or clones. not mantis things maybe. Yeah, or was it was it, no? It wasn't clones. It was uh, <laughs> or was it the clones or was it Ahsoka that freaked out? It's like, wait a minute, we're going through what? It was Plo Koon. Plo Koon. That's who it was. Yeah. He's like, wait a minute, we're not supposed to go through this. And then yes. um, <laughs> further on, uh, the Y-Wing also served during the Battle of Ryloth and in the Battle of Kamino to stop the Separatist frigates and at the Battle of Malastar to help secure the electro-proton bomb by vulture droids. So the Y-Wing saw a lot of combat during the Galactic Republic era. Um, canon and in Legends because you know Clone Wars is both it's pre-canon it's pre-Disney and after Disney and then when the Galactic Empire declined to buy the design uh, Cosair began selling to various parties and the Y-Wing found its way into pirate and mercenary forces L thus the fighter ended up with the rebel groups early in the Galactic Civil War which makes sense because you know the Rebels love to acquire ships when, uh, you know, they're not supposed to. Well, why spend money on a ship when you can just acquire said ship? Yeah, it's just, you know, permanently borrowing. Yeah, it's, it's, not it's economical. It's economical. <laughs> it's very economical. Yes. At least for the rebels. Yes. <laughs> Not much for the Empire when they keep losing ships. Yeah. The Y-Wing is a bomber. Allow me to introduce you to the Ion Cannon turret. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, that, that's true. It's a bomber, but hey, here's a giant, like a 
pretty good heavy turret on us on the no uh, but i yeah yeah i think that's one of the reasons the rebels want it so badly is because of that ion cannon turret because it's much more feasible for rebels to disable ships rather than destroy them yes um, that's a lot easier oh, and that way they can you know take control of mm-hmm. said ships and then use them against the empire that's yeah. what uh the rebel uh Phoenix uh, squad does and rebels half the time they just disable everything and like just steal it yep. from the empire mm-hmm. because why not so the BTL dash S3 Y wings were in service at least in the early as 18 BBY and it was a critical vessel in the rebellions early days bearing the blunt of all the early space battles with the empire mm-hmm. The Rebels lost more Y-Wings in the Galactic Civil War than any other fighter due to the simple fact that they flew more Y-Wings than any other fighter. Which makes sense. They were more mass-produced uh, mass than the X-Wings. And yeah. they hardly ever lost X-Wings. No. And then even after the introduction of the X-Wing, which was largely six, uh, successed into the most roles, it continued to serve as the important part of the Alliance arsenal. The Y-Wing was best suited for heavy assault missions due to the larger warhead payload and the stronger hull and shields, while the X-Wing and A-Wing were more focused on dealing with enemy starfighters. Yes, and if you play Star Wars Squadrons, the Y-Wing has the most armor for a very good reason. Yes. Or rather, um, I find... So... I've played a lot of Star Wars games, obviously. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them include the Y-Wing. You've got both all the battlefronts. Mm-hmm. You've got squadrons. You've got uh, oh, Empire at War. All of these different games, including the Y-Wing. And in every iteration, I think squadrons might be my favorite. Because, yes, it is tanky and it does have armor, but it can go toe-to-toe with starfighters if it needs to like it's not defenseless whereas in battlefront 2 i felt like you almost needed to like order another set of fighters to follow you while you bombed the enemy capital ship so that you didn't blow up that's true you just had that like slow almost blaster pistol gun yeah that's true remember oh god yeah because you had specific classes for when you're fighting flying yeah. And then when you get out, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you only have, yeah, that blaster pistol. Nope, I'm good. Give me a salt blaster. That's what I need. Yeah. So it was also invaluable for disabling craft since it was uh, for a time to use only predominant Alliance Starfighter with ion cannons. The more heavily armed and more advanced B Wing was supposed to supplement the Y Wing. For such assault and capture missions. Which, if you go back and watch Rebels, where we see Hera flying the B-Wing, it literally takes down a freaking cruiser with its uh, tri-beam laser that it has Mm -hmm. from its wings. It literally took down an entire cruiser by itself. Yep. It's insane. And then, however, the Y-Wing was still retained uh, an edge over the B-Wing in armor, as the Y-Wing was a proven design and easier to pilot than the B-Wing, which was available for in limited numbers. The Y-Wing continued to pe- play a wo- role as late as the Battle of Endor. Which makes sense, because you're going up against Star Destroyers and the second Death Star. Yep. So, Yeah. You're going to need something with heavy missiles. But it's an A-Wing that takes down the Executor. (sighs) True, true. Only because it crashed into the bridge. (laughs) Yeah. That's the only reason that A-Wing took down that ship. (laughs) And then by the time of uh, Grand Admiral Thrawn's campaign against the New Republic, Y-Wings were... Uh, regulated to planetary defense duties, leaving the attack missions to X-Wings, A-Wings, and B-Wings. Their age made it more difficult to repair, and many expected them to leave surface, service or as newer fighters came into production. 
Which is weird that the Y-Wing would, like, be considered, like, out of their age, more difficult to repair. Because it's not like it's super old. I mean, have you ever tried to find a part for a car that's 30 years old? No. Fair enough. <laughs> or even just... You have a Nintendo, uh, Nintendo 64 that breaks trying to find a part for that. Okay, good point. Okay, that 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 analogy I do understand. <laughs> Just trying to find one power cord. Just even a power yeah. cord for yeah. our N64. Yeah, good luck. Um one exception. Well buy a new one. Right. <laughs> good luck with that. <laughs> uh one exception to this general uh demotion of the Y Wings was the active duty of the BTL A dash A four Long Probe Scout, which filled a vital niche in the reconnaissance role, although partially replaced by the T-65BR X-Wing variant, these fighters are considered too valuable to withdraw. Instead, they were upgraded, extending their usefulness until the final years of the long conflict with the Empire, if not beyond. So, yeah. X-Wings, they just keep using X-Wings. That's, that's basically it. At this point. Uh, additionally, stubborn old Y-Wings in various states of repair were still found throughout the galaxy long after the Galactic Civil War. During the Yuzhong Vaughn War, the Fela and the Galactos Guard employed Y-Wings in defense of their homeworld, though pilots of the Galactic Alliance referred to the starfighters as old and clumsy. Hmm. I mean, if you're fighting the Yuzhong Vaughn, every little bit helps. Because... They're devastating. If you don't know who the Yuzhong Vaughn are, it's an old Legends comic line they did, and it's with the death of Chewie, I know, is in that comic. It's a novel. It's a novel, it's a novel line, too. Oh, is it? Mm-hmm. Oh, I didn't know. It had a novel line. I knew the comics. And then... Yeah, so Chewie, Chewie dies in a novel. Oh, I thought he died. No. Nope. Didn't die in the comics? Mm-mm. Thought he did. New Republic series. Or new Jedi or New Jedi Order series. Okay. Well Don't quote me on that, but I'm ninety percent sure. Well the Yuzhong Vaughn were terrifying. Uh, nonetheless. And then other Y Wings found their way into private ownership and considered to fly during the Second Galactic Civil War in forty four ABY. An antique Y Wing was docked at the Skyflare Space Station orbiting Kura Tween. Another Tween. That's that's three. Is it is it in the Tatooine system? Uh let's see. It's a planet in wild space. Oh. Well maybe no, no, because Tatooine is in the outer rim. Correct. And the Indiantoine is in the inner rim, I believe. Inner mid. Yeah. I think mid-rim. Mid-rim. Um, and then famous Y-Wing pilots included John Vander, who, is, uh, who led Gold Squadron during the Battle of Yavin, Kayan Farlander, the only surviving member of the Gold Squadron in the attack, Davish Crowell, who has flown for five years, and Horton Slom, one of the New Republic's foremost Y-Wing pilots. And then Slom also led the Alliance's Grey Squadron to the Battle of Endor, surviving the run through the Second Death Star's superstructure after uh, later leading uh, an aggressive wing through the Battle of Brental IV, which saw him promoted to the rank of General. He continued to command the aggressors during the evacuation of Krillik? Sure. Something like that. So yeah, there's there's some famous famous Y-wing pilots. Most of them we don't really know too much anymore because it's all legends. Mm-hmm. So now we get to the models of the Y-wing. So as we said previously, as we discussed earlier, the BTL-B Y-wing was the first known po- uh, model of the Y-wing which served the Grand Army of the Republic during the Clone Wars, unless ex- unlike its successor, 
the BTLB model had a full hull covering both the primary full, uh, fuse, fuge, ugh, words, fuselage and engines, a bubble turret which was swiveled to 360 degrees, providing a clear view of the gunner and of the surrounding space. And the ship was designed to operate mainly as a bomber, and the Republic used them as well as uh, well in this capacity. On later models, models the bubble feature was placed with the turret operated from within the main cockpit. That would be hard to like be able to fly and use the turret at the same time at a three hundred and sixty degree angle by yourself. I guess sounds like some Han Solo shit. <laughs> I shouldn't really uh, forgot we don't really cuss on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah it sounds like some han solo crap yeah yeah that that's for sure uh then we have the btl-s3 um which was a two-man strike fighter and was most common y-wing configuration the weapon systems officer typically operated the ion cannon turret when needed luke squat skywalker uses variant on his mission to panna and zero ABY, as does Leo Organa and C3P on their journey to the Circorpius system. Many uh, Y wings of this variant were modified to become the S3B variant, uh, with defensive rapid fire blasters replacing the ion uh, cannon turret and particle cannons replacing the dual laser cannons on the nose. These Y-Wings were used in as heavy capital ship destroyers and were eventually phased out by the new B-Wing Starfighter. Because Starfighters. The B-Wing's awesome. Honestly. That's, that's pretty much it. And then we can move to the BTL-4 or BTL-A4 Y-Wing. Uh, which was a one-man version of the S3, removed the gunner position and locked the overhead ion cannon in a forward-facing position. Show strength was also reduced to boost engine speed. It was commonly used by the pirate, mercenary, and private defense forces, and therefore was also used by the early Rebel Alliance as the primary starfighter for bombing and disabling roles. However, the lack of the gunner and reduced shields typically proved to liability and made the A4 unpopular among pilots, Notably, only one A4 fighter from the Lion School Squadron survived the attack of the Death Star at the Battle of Yavin. Yeah, I would say that would make it unpopular. Yes. Here's a whole squadron. Only one lives. Sorry. And then, as the BTL-S3 became the primary Y-Wing variant of the Rebel Force, the A-4 was still kept in many units as a supplementary craft. However, Red and Gold Squadrons favored the A-4 variant of the Y-Wing and used it with distinction in several uh, climactic battles, such as the Battle of Yavin, the capture of the Death Star 2 plans from the Imperial fighter Suporsa, and the subsequent Battle of Endor. And you heard that right. In Legends, um, Scarif did not exist. Yes. So, can we just talk about how Red and Gold Squadron are basically just like, we fought the Death Star, don't tell us what type of fighter to use. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's like, yeah, we like this one better, but you're going to die in that one. Ah, we don't care. We like this one better. Yeah, yeah that's 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 true. I mean, that's what Red and Gold Squadron, though, like, next to, uh, I mean, those are the two main squadrons we see. Next to Blue, but then Blue's also, like, then doesn't exist. No, it does exist. In canon. Oh, that's right, in canon they do. They don't, they just don't survive. Yeah. The Battle of Scarif. Yeah. They existed. And become non-existent. <laughs> Very quickly. <laughs> Very quick. <laughs> um, and then we have the BTL-A4 Y-Wing, the Long Probe. So an additional, uh, though less common, BTL-A4 variant known as the Long Probe uh, designated the BTL-A4LP was equipped with a nav computer, backup hyperdrive, advanced scanners, and an extended fuel supply in place of weapon system officer. While this was not 
enough to make it a true uh, scout craft. Its heavy armament gave it a better chance of survival and allowed it to occasionally cause damage to the targets it was scouting. And then the long probe uh, was used primarily for long-range scouting missions, hence long probe. Uh, on such missions, long probes operate in recon teams known as the long probe Y-wing recon teams. One such team was sent to Ash Alasan to check the rebel archaeological dig that failed to report back. In contrast with other Y-wings, this variant was considered too valuable to remove from active duty by the New Republic. Full-on scout version. It's basically what it is. Yeah. Interesting. And then we I have... didn't know there were this many versions of I didn't Y-wing. either. <laughs> I really didn't either. I thought it was just, oh, hey, here's the Y-Wing. Here's the one from Clone Wars. Here's from the Galactic Civil War. And then going into the research of this, it's like, oh, there's multiple versions. This is This is new. Right, right. And then we Hold have. On, I, oh yeah, I have a dog that is being <gasps> bad. A dog? No. Give it a sec. Uh, so, just give it a minute or so. Teacup will be back. Okay. Sorry, <gasps> she was just chewing on clothing and shouldn't be. Um. That's fair. But yeah, it's dog. <laughs> technical gifties back to Star Wars. Oh yeah. So now we have the BTL S3 courier variant. So the Alliance Intelligence utilized specially modified Y Wings for a long range courier duty. This variant of the BTL S3 had no iron cannons, which were removed for baggage space, a larger main uh, cockpit area to be able to carry up to five people, and a special canopy split down in the middle for rapid embarking or disembarking of a passenger during brief landings. This canopy also allowed the passenger to bail out a high altitude and paraglide to their destination. That's kind of cool. That's cool. The customization was rare enough that no special designation was created for these modified Y-Wings. Some of the last Rebel soldiers to evacuate Hoth used Y-Wings in this type. The variant was used by Princess Leia and Luke Skywalker on a mission to Valmor and Ventuin. <laughs> a Y-Wing modified similar to the Rendili Star Drive was used by, uh, by Skywalker while he was working for the Senate planetary intelligence network and helping the jedi prince ken okay ventuin how many tuins do we have yes it's like you know and this one's out of rim just it just must be some kind of thing you know i guess you know we don't really have any reference because we only know of nine planets that we've named i guess Good point. Well, eight. Fair. That's Pluto, fair. Pluto's still a planet for me. Oh, true. So we have the light Y-Wing. The light, light Y-Wing was a light bomber which lacked the support of pylons on the engine. That's it. Then we have the heavy Y-Wing. The heavy Y-Wing was a bomber with heavy ordnance and four engine pods. And then the Y-Wing Scout Bomber. The Scout Bomber was a variant developed and deployed during the Clone Wars. And that is all we got for the Legends. And yeah, the Y-Wings was used a lot. They were used heavily. Fun. They're more fun to play with, though. Let's be honest. Mm -hmm. I love bombing everything. There's just something beneficial especially like if you're like me and sometimes just want to cheat and you go into the old battlefront 2 game and turn on invincibility and you just go in and with a y-wing and just decimate you don't even have to land in their ship you can just nope. you can literally just destroy on the outside yeah <laughs> it's great god i miss conquest and the space battles yeah. like come on yeah. EA, Lucasfilm, LucasArts. We have LucasArts now again. Here's Bring the- it back. 
This is something that I enjoy about squadrons, at least, is that you really feel like you can, like, do damage to everything that's in the space battle. Whereas, like, with Battlefront 2, you, like, destroyed things, but, you know, the capital ship's still there. Yeah. And I won. I won, but the capital ship's there. Yep. And you'll see see explosions once you uh, end the match. (laughs) That's the only time you see it go down. Mm-hmm. And I just I just appreciate that about Squadrons, that it's really like, uh, you know, they took the model of like the old like military like playing games. Simulation. Simulation. Uh, simulators. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And embrace that. I think that had Squadrons been just kind of like an expansion for Battlefront 2, it would have been. Ooh. And had it not been so buggy on launch. True. True. But who knows? We might get something else in the future. I know um, LucasArts slash LucasFilms announced they're starting next year. Their plan is to have two Star Wars games every year going yeah. forward. I mean, so I know that Battlefront 3 is reportedly in development. Is it? I thought that was canceled. I can't remember. It's hard to keep track. Pretty of sure that one canceled. was canceled. I think Battlefront well, Three was originally canceled, though they might they might have brought it back. Who knows at this point? Like the Battlefront in the Dice Game series, yeah. Um, which if they do make that, I hope that they kind of learn from Squadrons and bring space bat like space battles in that game can feel like they do in Squadrons because. It's actually, it's not a bad game. It's just... Just bring, as long as they bring, if they make Battlefront 3, I just want to see Conquest. That's my only requirement for that game, is Conquest. Yes. (laughs) But I think it's a good time to take our mid-break. Yeah. All right. Well, welcome to the middle of the show where we thank our patrons and thank you so much to all of those, all of you who support us on Patreon. We greatly appreciate that. If you would like to support us on Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash holocron histories and sign up for one of our tiers. There's all kinds of things from ad free episodes to coming on the show with us once a month, which we had our patron chat about two weeks ago and it was a lot of fun. And you can join us there, too, and we would greatly appreciate that. Another great way to support us is to leave us ratings and reviews on Spotify or Apple. If you leave one with some kind words and five stars, we will read it out on a future episode of the show. And then I do not think we have a review to read today. Uh, not today. Not that I saw. No. All right. And the other thing is if you want to find us and hear more of our stuff, you can listen to our other podcasts. Um, I do the Dragon Age Lorecast, the Assassin's Creed Lorecast, and the Inheritance Cycle Page by Page podcast. And Ben does another podcast. Yes, I do the Wizarding World uh, Lorecast, where we take a deep dive in the, uh, the universe of Harry Potter. If you yeah. like Harry Potter at all, go check that out. It's We have a grand old time with my co-host Captain Shanko from the MCU Lorecast. And yeah, everything that's so magical in that one. And uh, if you want to hang out with us outside of the podcast that we do, you can join us on the various Discord servers that we are on. The two main ones are the Cups Podcasting and more. And that's the area for all of our podcasting information. You can find that Discord server. Or you can join us on the Robots Radio Discord server where we... Hang out there at the Robots Radio, which is just a hub for all kinds of podcasts, specific, specifically video game podcasts. And you can hang out, check out the Mass Effect Lorecast, the Witcher Lorecast, all kinds of great things. And if you join the Witcher Lorecast, you might have an occasional episode with Ben. Yes. Or Elder Scrolls. I'm on that one, too. Yes, I forgot about Elder Scrolls. I'm on two of those shows once a month. Yeah. All right. But cool. Uh, If that's it, let's get back into it. All right. Now that we're back, 
we are now going to the canon history of the Y-Wing. So to kick everything off is obviously going to be the Clone Wars because the Clone Wars is awesome. And yeah. Uh, in the Clone Wars, the Y-Wing proved their worth to the Republic, taking part in several key battles against the Separatists. Despite the size, uh, the two seat starfighters were quite maneuverable, with clone troopers piling routinely, performing quick rolls while staying in formation. Their turrets and fixed guns allowed them to engage and destroy multiple targets simultaneously, making them effective in combat missions against enemy starfighters. This versatility made the suitable for the number of mission profiles, whether involved attacking enemy capital ships or bombing ground targets. Uh, they were, however, considered buggy in atmospheric operations. So, basically, that means the Y-Wing is better in space. Pretty much. Like they they don't really do very well in being in the atmosphere. Interesting. I think that's the first starfighter we've seen that's like, hey, don't take this one in the atmosphere. Yeah, yeah. I now that you think now that you say that, yeah, I'm pretty sure it is the first one that we've gone over. Which is right, weird. Because, right. Well, because if we think about other bombers, the hyena bomber can go in the atmosphere because we see several episodes where they're like bombing cities. Right. Are making runs over that. We know that the TIE Bomber can do that as well. Mm -hmm. And at least they bomb that asteroid that has to have at least a minimal atmosphere to make sense. Otherwise, I I guess the Force is how Han and Leia walk (laughs) out that with only a breath mask. Yeah, the Force. Let's let's go with that. We are not at all astronomers, <laughs> so we have no idea how that works. So I just think that's interesting that this, it's not a bomber thing, it's just a Y-wing thing. Mm-hmm. And then we have uh, some specific instances where the Y-wing is involved. So we have the Cardilla Nebula. Shot a squadron, a unit of clone trooper pilots, uh, flew Y-wing bombers in the Battle of Kadala Nebula under the command of Jedi General Anakin Skywalker and Jedi Commander Ahsoka Tano flew flew as the gunner in Skywalker's Y-Wing and General Plo Koon uh, served as the fighter escort. The Y-Wing successfully successfully destroyed the Malevolence Ion Cannon in the engagement out of the initial force of 12 Y-Wings. Six were lost in the assault. And let's be honest, a good Almost half of those were lost in uh, the Cradella Nebula. Yep. Because it was a smuggler route with giant space manatees, and that did not go well with starfighters. Because Anakin's nope. a daredevil. No, Anakin didn't do his research. Well, that too. Oh, I heard this from a pirate, uh, from a uh, smuggler. I know you heard this from what? <laughs> Anakin, how could you do this? Yep. Uh, then we have the uh, have the Battle of Ryloth, uh, in which the broke out the planetary po- blockade imposed by the Confederacy of Independent Systems. They also participated in the atmospheric operations, and at least one crashed outside the Sandula residence. Harrison Dula rescued Chopper from the wrecked Y-Wing of Cham Sandula, decided to preserve the crash site as a memorial. Several of Skywalker's Y-Wings destroyed Separatist Hyena-class droid bombers that were tasked with destroying Lesu after the Separatists withdrew from the capital. So, yeah, this is where Hera gets Chopper from one of the Y-Wings that crashed next to her house, uh, which we do see that Y-Wing in a... S- episode of rebels yeah yeah because it's when they it's, go back to the residence right yeah it's we either see it there or we see it in the bad batch episode yeah i don't recall the bad batch one i'm pretty sure it was rebels is what i saw it at because it's hera it's hera and ezra that are infiltrating her own house because it was taken over and she told Ezra, this is where I found Chopper. Kind of a thing. 
And then we have uh, Malastar. In 21 BBY, Y-Wings participated in the Battle of Malastar, notably dropping an Electro Proton Bomb on the Separatist Droid Army, inadvertently awakening the last surviving Zillow Beast. The battle ended in the Joint Republic-slash-Dung victory. Doug victory. With the Separatists being driven off-planet and the Dugs signing a treaty, granting the Republic access to the considerable field reserves. Yeah. Zillow Beasts are not fun. They're terrifying. Then we have uh, Solist. Uh, Republic White Wings saw the battle uh, at the Battle of Solace, engaging Separatist starfighters and conducting bombing runs on the capital starships. Darth Sidious ordered Count Dooku to kill Sarge Ventress in the battle, leading to a Separatist withdrawal and a Republic victory. Hmm. Yeah, I remember that episode. Me too. Then we have uh, Platini Platuna. In 20 BBY, Republic Y-Wing has mounted a failed defense of General Jedi General Adi Gully's flagship at the Battle of Patilla Patuna. Astromech droid R2-D2 and Protocol droid C-3PO escaped the Doom Star Destroyer aboard a Y-Wing and crashed on Platina Patula's surface. After repairing the ship, the duo made a quick side trip to Banab in search of power, but they were forced to abandon ship. Not long after the Battle of Patia Patula, the Republic mounted a rescue of Adela Galula and recovered the droids who had been picked up by Weekly pirates and taken prisoner by the Separatists. Hmm. That one I don't remember. I don't remember that either. Then we have Umbara, which is probably one of the most well-known battles in the Clone Wars, more for the fact of the Umbara troopers, because their armor is awesome. Uh, mm-hmm. The Y-Wings participated in the Battle of Umbara, destroying Separatist frigates, guarding the planet, and dropping ordnance on the Umbara militia personnel who have ambushed the 501st Legion. They also took part in the astromedic, astro, asm, atmospheric <laughs> combat operations and gaining Vulture-class starfighters and droid tri-fighters in air-to-air combat. The um, Battle of the Umbara of Umbara ended with a Republic victory and the execution of the Traitus, traitorous Jedi General Prong Krell. And if you don't know who that is, Prong Krell is lucky. the he is the most despised character in all of Star Wars. Which is um, it's tough to say, but yes, he's the most hated character. At least for Clone Wars. I don't know about the entire universe, but he's my probably most hated character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good riddance. <laughs> Good that he was executed. Now we have the Negotiator. Uh, Republic of Wings mounted a failed defense of the Kenobi's flagship, the Negotiator, after it fell under attack by Separatist warships. The Separatist victory prevented the Republic's involvement in the rescue of Okatano and had been adopted by the Weequee pirates in the Florum system. Her rescue fell to a group of six younglings instead. And then we have Anaxis. A 19 BBY Gold Squadron used Y-Wing bombers to attack Separatist anti-aircraft cannons stationed at the Anaxis assembly complex during the Battle of Anaxis. The campaign ended with a Republic victory, the death of Admiral Trench, and the defeat of all separate forces that were deployed on Anaxis. Hmm. And Trench was the spider-looking alien that Anakin killed. Yep. He straight up stabbed him. Kind of like was starting. You can see the dark side kind of forming up in that episode. Big time. And then we have the Age of the Empire. So soon after the formation of the Galactic Empire in 19 BBY, an early rebellion against the Imperial rule began to take shape, secretly supported by influential citizens like Bail Organa and Mon Matha. The various rebel cells operated uh, whatever kinds of vehicles they could acquire. Y-Wings have been, been re-regulated to planetary defense, uh, defense duties, were popular craft for the rebels uh, because of its built-in hyperdrive and durability. 
Sold to military military surplus sellers or scrapyards, the rebels sought to buy or steal as many of the many as they could. With the Y-wing being the most common rebel starfighter during the Galactic Civil War, which you know, again, just like in Can- uh, Legends, makes perfect sense for them stealing. And then uh, they prove themselves to be the superior firepower and durability uh, compared to the Empire's TIE fighters that were used in a variety of missions, including escort, courier service, reconnaissance, and surgical strikes. The BTL-A4 was the most common model, with the most BTL-Bs having the bubble turrets removed in place of a remotely controlled turret found on the variants, on other variants. I Yeah. I mean, honestly, let's be honest. Everything's better than a tie. That's true. <laughs> except the A-Wing. Ex- yeah, except the A-Wing. The A- Oh, God. And if you haven't heard our A-Wing episode, go back and watch that or listen to that. But because you know what? No, I take <laughs> no? it back. The A-Wing is also better than the tie because the oh, A-Wing yeah. has shields. Yeah. It still sucks to fly. <laughs> But it's still better but than the But it has tie. shields. It has shields. Yeah, the ties are the most worst starship ever. Yeah. Uh, so now we have Skrull, or Skull, uh, in four BBY, at least five Y wings engaged in perils, TIE fighters, while Jin Urso mounted an escaped attempt from the Imperial military forces on Skull. Crossfire from the dogfight destroyed the. SC-3000 Freighter Ponta-1 killing both civilians on board. Hmm. Which, I imagine that was Rogue One when that happened. I think so, maybe? I don't remember that. They've done more stuff with Jen Urso in the last, like, few years with comics and, like, they did the Forces... Was she in Force of Destiny? Probably. I'd imagine she was. I think she was. So, and they've done more with the female protagonists, which is awesome, but I can't keep track of everything. <laughs> uh, now we have Yarma uh, in 2 BBY. Phoenix Cell launched a mission to recover dis- discommissioned Republic Y-Wings from the Reclam Station, an aerial scrapyard floating in the atmosphere of the planet of Yarma. The mission ended in Rebel victory with five Y-Wings successfully stolen and the Reclam Station destroyed. Two of the initial forces, a uh, force of seven, were lost to Imperial fighter fire, both piloted by Chopper under the remote control. Although Commander June Sato originally intended the Y Wings to enter service with Phoenix Squadron, the ships were instead to transfer to Jen Jan Dordana's unit on Yavin Four. And I do remember this episode because I'm pretty sure Chopper detonated something on the station to blow it up. Because it's Chopper. He's a war criminal. Oh no, he's for sure the Star Wars war criminal. His death toll is like close to 500,000. It's stupid. Following next to him is actually General Obi-Wan Kenobi. Are you dead serious? What? Yeah, he he does like a war crime almost every episode. Um, It's a war crime... One of his biggest one is a f- to fake surrender is a war crime. Huh. Huh. Never really thought about that. Yeah. Interesting. That's interesting that Obi-Wan has the next most death toll. Him and, him and Anakin are war crime central. Oh my god. Well, it's war, I guess. I mean, it's... Gl- yeah. Hmm. Well, actually, you know, when we're now we're talking about like actual war crimes, most of D and D's spells are war crimes. I believe that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, and getting back on track here, the so now we have the backbone of the rebellion. Imperial uh, cadets were trained to destroy Y-wing starfighters. At the Skystrike Academy on Montross, uh, Sabine Wren and Wedge Antilles uh, participated in one such training prior to their first attempt to escape the Skystrike uh, Academy alongside Derek Cliven and Rock Gari. I think that's how you say it. So yeah, this was uh, canonically 
and like chronologically, this is Wedge's first appearance. Timeline wise. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then we have a Tolon. At the Battle of Tolon, the Y Wings of Green Squadron attack the Imperial class Star Destroyer while Phoenix Squadron's uh, RZ 1A Wing interceptors engaged Imperial ties. Despite the fierce alliance resistance, the Rebels were forced to return to Trapper Base on the surface, and it only had intervention of Clan Ren and Bindu that allowed the Alliance forces to escape from uh, Ultan to Yavin, but two Y Wings were destroyed in the assault. Yeah, this was, um, this is where, like, Thrawn comes in, finds Chopper Base, and then Bindu gets PO'd, right? Yeah, so, yeah, it's, um, the end of Season 3 of Rebels. Okay. And now we have Adu and Zero BBY during the Operation Fracture, Y-Wings of the Masasi Group took part in the mission of Adu killing Galena Walton Urso and destroying the Imperial Kyber Crystal Research Facility. So this is like the prologue of well it's in Rogue One. Mm-hmm. It's like the at the get go of Rogue One. And now we have mission to recover Imperial communication logs. Shortly after the Battle of Yavin, Luke Skywalker would fly a BTL S3 uh, Y Wing Starfighter uh, Y4 uh, during his mission to recover Imperial communication logs during the uh, during in the mission the rebel pilot used the starfighter against the Razor class frigate known as uh, Krug's Revenge and the Talonary Ustar system that's comics for you yeah and then we have Anthon 1 and 0 ABY, Darth Vader, and the Inspector Tanith embarked on a mission on the Anthon system to identify the perpetrators of the Sun Toll Pride robbery and recover cargo credits. As part of an attempt to bargain with the Imperials, the information broker known as the Anti disclosed a location of the Plasma Devils based on the operations of Anthon 1. With the knowledge of the death of the Anti, Vader and Tanith Abandoned the chase and struck the Plasma Devil's base. Uh, during the Plasma Devil's attempts to evacuate, Vader single-handedly brought down one of the Y-Wings by throwing his lightsaber at the portside engine. Which, if you haven't watched Obi-Wan, Vader can easily like take down an entire like cruiser with his bare hands. Mm-hmm. Oh, I just remembered Force Unleashed. Yes. Bringing down the Star Destroyer. Yes, Star Killer bringing down a full-on Star Destroyer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That was probably that's the best moment from that game. Mm-hmm. Then we have uh Vorgas Voss, Gray Squadron's Y-Wing saw action in the Battle of Vorgas Voss, uh, attempting to kill Darth Vader. Using the force to hurl debris from his crashed tie at the bombers, the Sithler destroyed several and proved that he was more of a match for the squadron. Later in the battle, Leia Organa ordered the Y-Wings of Amber Wing to bomb her position with the aim of killing Vader, but the wing was decimated by Commander uh, Carbon's forces. Oh well. Though, I mean, it's Vader. Good luck trying to kill him. Yeah. Like, good luck. Like, nothing was going to stop him, and, like, the only thing that stopped him was his own son. And that's after many interactions with him. (laughs) Uh, Now we have Moncala. Y-Wing Starfighters took on the mutiny of Moncala, an important strategic victory for the Alliance. The successful mutiny led to the Moncala Mercantile Fleet joining the Alliance fleet. And then uh, Makato Space Docks, Y-Wing saw action defending against an Imperial assault on the rebe- Rebellion's base known as the Makato Space Docks. Uh, now we have Tatooine. At some point between a- uh, 0 ABY and 3 ABY, a squadron of X-Wings and Y-Wings on patrol of the Arcana Sector located in Imperial Listening Station and requested the uh, suppose a gang to give them targets. The raid completely destroyed the base. And then we have Cedric IV. Uh, 17 standard days after the Battle of Endor, the Y-Wings of the 
Feral Group participated in the Battle of Krawa City and the Planet of Sedek 4, dropping bombs on Imperial All-Terrain Armored Transport Walkers, and the battle ended with a decisive victory for the Alliance. And those are AT-ATs. Hmm. For, you know, hyphenation. Yes, All-Terrain Armored Transport Walkers. And then Naboo. At least three White Wings participated in the Battle of Feed at Naboo during the Operation Center. Under the command of General Lando Calrissian, the fighters engaged in peril ties at the Swarm of Laragana, Shara Bay, and Queen Sasha Sorana, uh, who had made attempts to knock out the Imperial Weather Control satellites. And then with the help of Shreve Shurgav's Danger Squadron, now joined by former Meryl Imperial Special Forces Commandos Aiden Versio and Del Miko. The Y-Wings su- successfully bonded the Star Destroyer Torments Shield Array. The battle concluded with the Rebel victory and the failure of Operation Center in the area. Which is the events of Star Wars Battlefront 2 2019. The new one. Yes. That is the Dice's story game. mode. Dice's yes. game. Yeah, that is the new Battlefront 2. That's what happens in that story. The story, like, Game's great to play now. Campaign's so much fun to play. Because you start as a bad guy and then trans go to become a rebel. Yep. Anna has a good actor in it. She is awesome. She is, she, if you ever watch the CW show Arrow, she's in the first season of Arrow. She is? Mm-hmm. She's, uh, she becomes Oliver's girlfriend for a time. She's like she's just uh like she was a cop. Hmm. Season one or season two, one of the two. It's like really early season Arrow. Now I'm about to look it up. <laughs> and now it's we have so long. right Arrow is such a good show though. Uh, and then for the New Republic era, Y-Wings were largely fallen out of the military service by 28 ABY due to the age of their design. Despite this, the Annex Warriors uh, operated at least one Y-Wing around the time, which attempted to throw Organa's mission to Saibensko. Cy- the Resistance also operated at least a single 2C BTL-S3 uh, in 34 ABY and deployed it on the mission of Sp- uh Spilak, Spilak, but it was noted that the fighter was a very old and a dangerous, and was dangerous because of this. Yeah, I mean, after almost forty years after Battle of Yavin, yeah, that design's kind of old. So now we have behind the scenes. Woo! Woohoo! So the Y-Wing Starfighter first appeared from uh, from in Now Legends promotion novel Star Wars from Adventures of Luke Skywalker and the very first Star Wars product ever released. It was a novelization of the later canon film at the time of release as Star Wars. So, A New Hope. Yep. Uh, in the novelization, the Y-Wings flew in the Battle of Yavin, operated as part of Red Squadron, and the X-Wings part of Blue Squadron because of the limits of the blue screen technology at the time. The Y-Wing Squadron was changed to Gold Squadron and X-Wings to Red. Which made sense technology-wise, obviously. And right. then we later then you know get Blue Squadron from the X-Wings uh, in Rogue One. Because technology highly advanced to where we can have blue on screen. Uh, Y-Wings appeared in numerous numerous other narrative media uh, released between 1977 and 2014, most notably the Star Wars Holiday Special, the other two films of the original trilogy, and the Clone Wars. I'm going to be honest, I never really watched the Holiday Special. Did you watch the Lego one? No. The Lego one's good. I imagine the Lego ones are good. And imagine the original ones. I keep hearing terrible things about it. <laughs> and good it's luck. Right. Good luck trying to find it too. They kind of buried that. Yeah, but uh, was the original like first like footage of uh, Boba Fett, wasn't it? It was, and uh, but it definitely in the holiday special. The Lego holiday special is great. I have to watch that. Uh, in the original release of Star Wars, the Y-Wing Starfighters were plastic models shot against blue screens with computer-controlled cameras, and the later versions of the film released in- to theaters 
and home media, some shots have been removed and replaced with computer animated ones. Special editions. Yep. I mean, they added Anakin Skywalker Return after the special edition came out after uh, Revenge of the Sith. Yep. Uh, A transparent turret uh, was originally included in the design, but was removed when it was realized that the blue screen technology... Uh, was not yet advanced enough to composite correctly with the turret, and the turrets, along with the lot of the body paneling and the gunner's position, were added back into the White Wings design in Star Wars: The Clone Wars. Oh, oh so uh, that's interesting. They originally had a turret mm-hmm. on it, um, but like a, I'm assuming a bubble turret, um, in the original design, but they couldn't because you know, blue screen technology. And the look of the Clone Wars era Y-Wing bombers steamed directly from the design of the original Y-Wing and speculation from a New Hope visual effects art director Joe Johnson that the Y-Wing used the used by the Rebel Alliance was a chopped version of an older craft. The appearance of the Y-Wing seen in the episode Shadow of the Malevolence is intended to bridge the design aesthetics of the prequel and original trilogies. Yeah, which we perfectly Makes I mean, sense. It looks like it, too, so. hmm And then on April 25th, 2014, Lucasfilm uh, announced that the former Expanded Universe would discontinue and be rebranded as Legends, and that would be replaced with a new single-level uh, canonically system, which was new releases were declared other, either canon or non-canon from the onset. Since the rebranding, Y-Wings have appeared in numerous narrative, promotional, and reference Star Wars products. Which... Yeah, the Y-Wing is literally everywhere that we see since Disney mm-hmm. took over. Yep. And then the twins, an episode of Star Wars Visions, Y-Wings were used by AIM Galactic's Empire. AIM's Galactic Empire. Yeah. Which I'm just going to plug now. If you have not watched Visions, it's not canon and it doesn't make a lot of sense with the things that are going on. But it's very enjoyable. Yes, it's very enjoyable. It's really fun to watch. If you like anime, watch mm-hmm. Star Wars Visions because it's literally developed by every episode is a completely different animation studio. And they have their and they Lucasfilm gave them full reins of story and everything. They told them like make an anime, make a Star Wars anime episode, do whatever you want. And like there's some really good stuff. Yeah, and they draw a lot on some original concepts from early, early Star Wars days, mm-hmm. which I just really enjoy. Um, but the, this episode, the twins, is actually one of my favorites. Yeah, that's right. My my mine was probably the Ronin Jedi stuff they had. The Ronin Jedi stuff was that the first one? Was that the first episode? The one that's in black and white. Yes. And, the one uh, that's in black and white, it, yes. It's like an old school, like, Ronin samurai style movie. Mm-hmm. But with lightsabers, and they had a freaking umbrella, like, lightsaber detachment. Yeah. It, it was awesome. Is that epic. I like the one that, I like the twins, and I like there's one about, like, a lightsaber smith. Ooh, uh, I don't know. If that's towards the end. Okay. And then I'm always a sucker. The one about the... Hut band gets mm-hmm. me every time. I think it's hilarious. Yes. It's great stuff. But mm-hmm. that is all we got on the Y Wing for this week. Yeah. Fun stuff. All right. Well, thanks. Uh, we will see you all next time on the Holocron Histories podcast. And the, may the force be with you. Thank you for listening to Holocron Histories, Star Wars Canon versus Legends. You can find us on the Robots Radio Discord at robotsradio.net. You can also follow us on Twitter at SWHoloHistories and contact us at holocronhistories at gmail.com. Hello, Vault Dwellers. Join me, Jax's sassy lady rover, Eric, and the creator, Maverick, as we take topics from the Fallout universe and discuss them with other diverse individuals. 
We can be found wherever you listen to your podcast. You can follow us on YouTube. You can also find us on Twitter or X or whatever you want to call it using at FalloutRTD. You can send us an email using FalloutRTD at gmail.com. Join us. The conversation has already started.